We're thrilled to announce that we now have seven powerful devotionals available on YouVersion's Bible app. For those not in the know, YouVersion is the top Bible app in the world, and we're honored to be on this incredible platform. Our devotionals dive deep into the pillars that define the lion within us, health, wealth, and self. So whether you're seeking spiritual growth, financial wisdom, or personal development, these devotionals are tailor-made for you. So ready to embark on this transformative journey and unleash the lion within you? Head over to thelionwithin.us slash uversion to access our devotions on the uversion app. Join thousands of like-minded individuals and dive into the word with us. That's thelionwithin.us slash uversion. That's Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. And let's grow together and become the leaders God intends us to be. Welcome to The Lion Within Us, a podcast serving Christian men who are hungry to be the leaders God intends you to be. I'm your host, Chris Granger. Let's jump in. All right, guys, meet episode time. This is going to be a good one. Before we go too far, though, let's get into our scripture this week. So we got one verse this week. We're in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 18. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So guys, if you missed the spiritual kickoff, go back, check that out. Spend a lot of time unpacking that one verse, okay? Now, today's episode is going to be a little different, okay? I was able to connect with Sergeant Ike Brown and had a wonderful conversation with him. I'll tell you what, he is just a, a, a just a warm soul, guys. I'm telling you, his story is going to shock you. It's going to be one of the stories that you're just not going to believe. And I'm telling you, sitting there and hearing him tell it, and the way that he has just full of joy, even when he gets through the dark parts of the story. I'm, there's no words to put around it. I mean, Ike has been in law enforcement for 38 years, guys. He has been out there on the streets of Jacksonville doing his thing, keeping people safe. And what he went through, I pray no one ever has to walk through that, losing a child, in particular the way that, that Ike lost his child. So, fellas, sit back because it's not just the way he lost his child, but how he responded in that loss that really makes an impact. And we have a choice. So you may be going through a dark season of life right now or going through some serious trials or you recently had some losses. This is going to be a conversation that should encourage you. This should actually give you some hope. Uh, this should be uh, able to lift you up. Is it going to answer all your questions? No, it's not. But at least it will show you how one individual chose to follow God and to listen and be obedient to the Holy Spirit and how that has led from to taking from that point of loss to so much joy in his life. So enjoy this conversation with Sergeant Ike. All right, so Ike, welcome to The Lion Within Us. How are you doing today? I am fantastic, fantastic. That is wonderful. Great day. It's a good day. Is, is it a hot it's day a there in day. Florida? It is uh, just about 95 degrees right about now, so uh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I hear you. I hear you. I have been looking forward to having a conversation with you, Ike, and just your story, just it, it just it moved me greatly when I when I met with Pastor Joby. We talked about it a lot. And uh but before we get into all that, the heavy stuff, man, maybe give us a fun fact about you that uh, not many people know, Ike. So what, what's something that you enjoy doing or a fun fact is to get our uh, listeners started? Well, I tell you, uh yesterday was our thirty first wedding anniversary and we love Orlando. Me okay. and my wife, so we we spent the weekend and daughter and, and some friends in Orlando at the water park. 
Now, I can't swim, but I love that water. <laughs> and so I'm the only guy in this big old pool and wave with this big vest on. But, man, I'm having a blast. And they get a kick out of it every time they they see me with that vest on. But <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I can't swim, but I love the water. <laughs> well, it's, and it sounds like you got a good wife, too. 31 years. That's that's a that's a good milestone. 30, 31 years together. And I'm like, who would have? Who would have imagined, you know, we've been together for 33, married for 31, and uh, it's just been a joy, absolute joy. That is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. Well, you know, I know we're going to get into a lot of things here with your with your testimony, but maybe even before you get into everything that, that Pastor Joby wrote about in the book, maybe give us a little bit about your, your personal testimony, how you came to find the Lord, and what did that look like for you growing up? Well, you know, growing up, my mother always made sure we was in church. I mean, she, before she was born again, she made us go, you know, she would, she would drop us off and tell us we better not come out till, till the church was over. So I grew up in, I grew up in church, you know, pretty much, you know, all my life. Uh, and thank God my mom, you know, accepted Christ and she was born again. And, and, you know, I grew up in a, in a Pentecostal church, you know, okay. we, we got there early in the morning and we we stayed till late in the evening and then we had night service. So we'd come back at seven at night and man, sometimes we were in there till midnight. <laughs> you know. And I mean all day, every day. And uh we'd fall asleep, but man, we just we just grew up in church, you know, loving and praising God and so uh, I accepted Christ at a at an early age and I, I tell people I I've been born again just about all my life, but I really got born again. I would I would say in in two thousand, you know that that I I really found my way, you know, and really uh, established a relationship with God. You know, I knew okay. I knew who He was, and and uh, but I just didn't have that relationship like so many of us. I would I would call on Him when I needed Him, when I was in a little trouble, and then when things were going good, well, you know, He was. I knew He was there. You know, but a lot of times it's 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 when we're in trouble or we need something, then we we call and and it didn't dawn on me until I really established a relationship that every time I went to to God, it was give me, Lord, I need, you know, Lord, I need this, Lord, I need that, Lord, I need uh, finances, Lord, you know, and I was just sitting one day and I'm like, man, every time I go to God, I'm begging for something. You know, I'm begging for something. Not once have I said thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for what you're doing. You know, it was it was like he was like the God of of give me. Mm-hmm. You know, and and once I really I found myself in a Bible based church and uh, really got to listen and hear the word and and I tell you it was like the words were jumping off the pages and and I realized that man you know I just and. And, you know, I grew up, you know, my pastor, you know, he was, as we say, he was old school. And, you know, they mainly preached fire and brimstone and and uh, they really preached, you know, that word of, you know, how to live and never really taught it. You know, they would, we would jump and scream and shout and run and, and, and somebody would say, man, how was service? And I was like, man, pastor killed it today. You know, what he preach on? Man, I don't know, but it was good. You know, <laughs> you know, and he was, you know, it was, it was real good, you know, you know, right. but. Right. We jumped and ran and shot all day, you know, but nothing was really settling in the heart, you know, to, to really listening. In early 2000, 
uh, my former pastor, Michael T. Smith, he started a church here in Jacksonville. And a friend of mine, every time I would talk with him on the phone, he was, I could hear this CD playing. And, I, and I'm like, man, you listening to this, this Michael T. again? And, and he said, yeah, man. He said, you got to come and visit. And this is how he described him. He said, he is the baddest white boy in town. So he, he's 27 years old. And, and I said, okay, I'll come and visit. And, and I walked in one Sunday and the church was about three months old and they still had sheetrock on the wall. We had beach chairs to sit in. We had a, a boom box for the, for the praise team. And here comes this young guy out there. And the first thing he says is, I love good preaching and I love to jump and shout. But if I don't share something that's going to change in here, he said, I failed as a pastor. Well, that right there blew my, blew my mind, you know. Yeah. And then he opened that word and he taught the word. And I'm telling you, Chris, I heard it. I mean, the words jumped off and I, I was blown away from that moment. You know, he didn't, he didn't yell and scream. He didn't jump on the pews. He didn't go to his knees and put his hand behind his ear like we like to do. He taught that word. And I was blown away and I, I couldn't wait to get home. And I, my wife was out of town. And when she come back, I, I was like, hey, you got to go to this, this church with me. And uh, we went with the kids. She was ready to join the first day. You know, she said, let's join. And I said, well, let's, let's come a couple more times and yeah. make sure, yeah. you know, this is it. And I tell you, after about a month, we, we went up to join, you know, and for, for 13 years, uh, we served under Pastor Mike. We grew. I just learned so much. He was he was there for me, even with with my my son and stuff going on when the trial and stuff started. He was there, and uh, it was just wonderful. And we were there one Sunday, and he was preaching. And he said, and Paul was was here for a short period of time, and then he moved somewhere else, and and then he preached here for six months, and he moved somewhere else. And I looked at my wife, and I said. I said, Pastor Mike finna leave us. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, he's finna leave us. I say, I hear it, you know. And, and after the end of that sermon, he announced they were moving back to Atlanta. Uh -huh. And I tell you, I was crushed. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, where can I go? I know I'm getting this word. And I'm asking God. And I kind of would just uh, look at the DVDs of past sermons, you know, nobody could just do it like him. And, and I would see Church 1122 everywhere. I'd see it on the, the stickers on the back of cars. And I'm like, what is, what is this 1122? What is 1122? And lo and behold, on the same street I live on, they started a church there. It was a, it was an empty building there. It looked like it used to be a school or something. And I saw the sign said 1122. And I'm like, well, I not only, Put it right here on my street. I'm talking two minutes if I drive, six minutes if I walk. Right, <laughs> you know? right. uh, and I tell you, I stepped in there and, and I heard Pastor Joby and he reminded me so much of Pastor Mike where he taught, he teaches that word. And I mean, you, you understand it. And I'm like, he got it. He got it. You know, he got it. He got it. And it was, it was fantastic. And I was, I was hooked from then on, you know, and so. It's been an absolute joy. It's been amazing. Absolutely. And I tell you what, as a, as a fellow 
Pastor Joby uh, follower. And I, I, I think I was hooked after about five minutes of the first sermon I ever heard him preach. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just now I listen on an average of, of probably two to three sermons per week of his. I'm back in 2016 in the archives, you know. So oh, you know, yeah. I, I am <laughs> curious, I'm curious for uh, you, you mentioned 2000 something changed with your relationship. So what, what was it that in the, around 2000 that changed for you? Well, you know, I think that was when uh, Pastor Mike started the Church of Jacksonville, my former pastor. Okay. And it was it was the day I I walked in there and I really began to to hear that word and I realized that you know I I knew God, but I don't know if He knew me. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know I I knew I knew about Him. You know, I knew He I could call on Him. I knew certain things in the word, like, you know, he said he'd never leave us and, and he'd never forsake us. And and, right. and I knew that when I was in trouble, you know, as bad as I was, he loved me. And and he always bailed me out, <laughs> you know. And then I would feel guilty, you know. I'm like, man, you know, I, I haven't prayed all week. And and little trouble come and and I mean I'm I'm laid out like David, you know, I'm God, I'm screaming, I'm you know. And I could only imagine him sitting there shaking his head like, let me let me help this boy out again. You know, yeah. maybe he'll get it sooner or later, you know, and, and he just always showed me mercy. And that's when I began to to really have a relationship to really uh, called on him. And I think one of my finest moments I was praying and I said, Lord, today. I'm not asking you for anything. I said today, I'm just saying thank you, mm-hmm. you know, for, for your goodness and your grace. And I tell you that that really just touched me. You know, I was so excited uh, just to say, God, I thank you. You know, I was, you know, instead of instead of asking, you know, my prayer, you know, it's say enter into his, you know, courts of thanksgiving and you know his praise and the gates of praise and the courts. And you know, and I always enter with Lord, I need something. Lord, give me this. Lord, I'm, you know this. And you know, Lord, I, you know, I need rent money. And Lord, you know, and I was I was always asking. For something, I never started with praise and, and thanksgiving. Uh, I was praying wrong, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't following that that scripture, you know. I just jumped head in with, with I need this, I need that, you know, and and I was so excited when I say today, Lord, I just wanna, I just wanna say thank you, you know, for, for all you did, and I tell you from that day to this one, He has really been with me. We have a relationship. Uh, I could talk to him while I'm cutting the grass. I can talk to him while I'm on a run. I can talk to him when I'm walking, even when I'm at work. You know, I didn't, I don't have to go and, and hide a minute. I can be conducting my business and I, I just take a moment to remember him and let him know I, I thank him. And I tell you, that's, that's when I really begin to grow in Christ. That's a beautiful story. And it it speaks to the importance of having that relationship. I mean, and it also speaks to the importance, guys, out there that are listening. If you don't have a church body that you're connected with, you can't do this alone. I mean, why do you keep trying to be disconnected from the body? You know, you need to have a local group of men and a local church that are helping pulling you closer to God. And and I'm just just blessed by what you're you're sharing here because so many of us treat God as that vending machine. We want to pop that prayer up when we need something and we're going to roll on with it because we got this. The rest of the time, we got this, right? And Yeah, yeah, we, we got it. You know, <laughs> I heard the pastor say he ran into a, a member in church and he said, you know, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. 
And the member said, yeah, I'm, I'm going through something right now, but when I get it together, I'm going to come back. And he said, well, see, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> you ain't never going to get it together. That's you, know, right. you, you, you come on, come on back in this church and together we'll get it together, you know, but so many times we try to, we try to fix it, you know, you know, and I, and I never forgot that, you know, he said, when I, when I get it together, I'm coming right back, you know, but realizing that the answer is, is back, right. you know, in that fold, you know, because like you just said, we can't, we can't do it alone. You need, you need help along the way in this journey. When, whenever I hear people say that, I, I always go point them to the first word in their sentence, because you said, the guy says, I got to get it together. But then you start a sentence with I, you got, you missed it. It ain't about you, us. You missed it. That's right. It's by him. So That's stop, right. stop trying to figure this stuff out because you ain't never going to get this thing together called life while you're here. So you got that right. I'm like, God, you don't understand. I got to do this. <laughs> you know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> now I just laugh at myself and I'm like, oh my God, it's a, it's a wonder I got anything answered. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know but, I know. He got to yell at me sometimes. I, I get, I get deaf, it seems like, but. I know you have a powerful story. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to get in, guys. You're not going to believe this story. So, I mean, if you, you know, this is not to get you to come back because you, be, you should be hanging out anyway. But seriously, hang out for, from this break and we'll be right back with Ike. And it's going to it's going to really get real. So be right back, fellas. Are you enjoying the weekly spiritual kickoff? If so, we are now offering a way to participate in our live daily spiritual kickoffs that happen Monday through Friday in our community. This is your chance to chat with me directly and other members of our community to dive into scripture and to leave with practical ways to simplify and apply God's word to your daily walk. And here's the best part. You get all of this for just $5 a month. So for what most people pay for a breakfast meal, you can join us on this journey of spiritual growth and leadership, which will always lead you full. Our community is dedicated to supporting each other and pushing forward in our faith. Come join me in the lion's den and become the leader God intends you to be. Sign up now at thelionwithin.us and let's start this journey together. Remember, it's only $5 a month for this amazing opportunity. So visit thelionwithin.us so you don't miss out. Thank you for sharing about your testimony. It was great to hear that. I totally get, you know, where you're at now. I can see that the spirit and it's so it's, it speaks to the importance of a, of a Bible teaching and preaching church and pastor. So you got to make sure you prioritize that. But if you don't mind, you know, you have a powerful story, a testimony that, that I know that, that you share with a lot of people. And I just want to get out the way personally and just give you the platform you share with what you how how the spirit leads you. And I just uh, just thankful for you taking the time to do this with us. Oh, absolutely. Let me let me say in the beginning, and, and, I, and I tell people before I talk, if I get the opportunity to speak or share with that, that uh, trust me, it's I'm not special. You know, I'm like I'm like everybody else. You know, I've been in law enforcement uh, last month was 38 years, you know, and, and I'm, I'm still in law enforcement. I'm a police sergeant. And I always said, if you hurt one of my children. It didn't matter that I was the police. It didn't matter that I was born again. I was going to get you. You know, I didn't, you know, I, I convinced myself that's what God wanted. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to pay you back, you know. And, and so I, I'm, I'm pretty much, I imagine just like everybody else, they say the same thing, man. You hurt, you hurt one of mine, you know, and, and, and being an officer, I've been on scene after scene where 
you know, a young man or a young woman have lost their life. I don't care if we're in the middle of the city or the middle of the woods, people show up. Mm-hmm. And usually the word is going to get to the family and the family is going to show up. And of course, we have a perimeter and, and we have to keep them back. And 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 you see that family there. And, and my job is to try to preserve the, the scene and, you know, collect evidence or talk to witnesses. And, and, you know, that mother is looking at her child laying in the middle of the road and and and. And I could hear her saying, you know, why is he laying there? And and, and we can't cover him up. Uh, we can't move him on a on a mattress or spread. He has to lay there. And I could hear them saying, you know, that that asphalt is hot. You know, it's hot, although although he's no longer, you know, and it's and it's heartbreaking. And, yeah. and I've heard some say, you know, he don't even care. He's just he's just, you know, doing doing his job. He don't care, you know, and it. And it's heartbreaking. So I've seen that time and time again. And, and and when I lost my son, I learned that I don't care if your son was killed robbing the convenience store. That's still somebody's child. That's their, their baby. No, he wasn't raised like that. But that's right. still your baby. And, and you love him just like I love mine, you know. So, right. uh, but I never thought that the knock would come at my door. You know, this is stuff that happens to other people. It happens in other cities. Uh, but I was exempt. You know, I just never even, I never even imagined it, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and my son, you know, me and his, his mother, it was a previous relationship and he was the first one he was to go off in college. And I'll, I'll never forget before he left, me and him played a game of Madden on the video game, Madden football. Yeah. And he beat me a hundred to nothing and I could still right now hear him laugh and I mean he laughed and I looked at him with a straight stern face and I said son as long as you live you will never beat me like that again so he goes back to college I go buy me a video game and I'm I'm practicing you know I'm I'm getting it together you know and and you know when he would come home you know and he loved to get together and go visit some of his, his friends his high school buddies and and I said, you know, hey, when you when you come back, you, you wake me up. I don't care if it's 3 a.m. I don't care whatever. I said, we got a game to play. And he would laugh. And he's like, you act like you you know how to play. And he didn't know I had bought me a video game and I was practicing, you know. And, and lo and behold, you know, we never got to we never got to finish that that game. We never got to play it again. But hopefully, you know, maybe they got old old video game sitting in the corner of heaven that maybe we can go at it one more time, you know, but, uh, that's right. But sure enough, you know, early one Wednesday morning, May 27th, that, that knock was on my door and, you know, you kind of halfway waking up cause I'd get up around about that time to go to work, you know, and I'm like, who is, who was at the door, you know, and I, I opened the door and I see my sergeant and I, I see my lieutenant and I see my chief and I'm telling you nothing really dawned on me. But behind my chief, I saw our chaplain, the police chaplain. Mm. And when I saw the chaplain, the first thing I said was, hey, chaplain, why are you here? Yeah. And I remember yeah. going through the academy. They had a block in there where the chaplain would come out and, and he would speak. And, and I'm talking 20 years had passed. <laughs> yeah. But I remember him coming out, speaking to us in the academy, and he talked about death notices. You know, I've I've made a thousand death notices in my career. And when you see me come 
you know, I'm the messenger of death. And, and, and even when he retired, uh, they wrote a big story on him, you know, a great, great man, but he was called the messenger of death. And so when I saw him, that was the first thing, you know, popped in my mind, you know, the messenger of death, you know, and that's when I said, why are you here? Why are you here, chaplain? And then my sergeant, you know, spoke and he told me, you know, my, my son was killed. And, and, you know, when I tell you, you kind of standing there like, what did you just say? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. You know my, my son was killed. No, he just went, you know, he's visiting his friends, you know, he's with his, his mom and, you know, he, he's a good boy. You know, what do you mean? He, he's killed, you know? And, and, uh, of course, you know, I, I get my wife and, you know, I wake her up and tell her and, and we're just in, in unbelief, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that this could happen, you know, it's like, it's not supposed to, supposed to happen to us. So I'm kind of like in shock and I'm kind of like staring off in space. And of course, you know, we're overcome with, with emotions and tears and, 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 you know, and I'm, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, what are we going to do? And then I thought about his mother, you know, uh, you know, that was, that was our only son, you know, and, 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 uh, my sergeant said, you know, they hadn't notified her. So they took me to, to notify her and she was at work and, and, you know, we would communicate, but she knew when she saw me at work, you know, the, I mean, the minute she saw me, she said, you know, is it Isaac? You know, and, and I think just the, the look on my face, I couldn't even hardly get the, the words out and she collapsed and it was just so heartbreaking, you know, to when you're telling a mother that her, her child has been killed, you know, and, 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 I, and I tell people, you know, if it was a, a car accident, it's more understandable. If it was a yeah. sickness, yeah. you know, you could you could kind of deal with it a little little better, you know. Uh, uh, but to be to be shot, you know, my son never, you know, messed with guns, and I never been in trouble, and you know, I never thought gun violence, you know, to die such a terrible way visiting a friend playing a video game, you know, mm -hmm. you know when when he passed, you know, he, he died immediately and and still sitting in a chair and the remote is still in his hand, you know, and it's, that's how, how quick, uh, you know, it was over, you know, so you get this news and I tell you, man, it is just, it is a mess. And I don't know what to expect. Uh, I do know in law enforcement, nothing happens in a hurry. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're charged with the crime and they have a lot of hearings and, and the hearing can be five minutes. You come out, they put it off for two months, you know, you, and, and that's it. You know, two months later, you show back up, uh, they, they ask for a continuance, you know, another, another two months. So, so literally this went on and most of the time he didn't even, you know, he stayed in the cell. His attorney would stand in for him because it was going to be quick. They wasn't discussing anything, you know, and, and I know the process, but, uh, the other families, you know, you know, they don't know, you know, they want justice. They want it right now. Right. You know, right. but it took, you know, over three years before it, before it, before it actually went to trial, you know, wow. and, wow. Uh, and so I'm sitting there, you know, I was there for every hearing and, and, uh, because I'm in law enforcement, you know, every time I would come to the courthouse, you know, all the, the guys, the supervisors, they all love me, but, they would have to pull me aside. They would have to pat me down, you know, make sure I didn't have any, right. any weapons. And right. I, I understood that. And, uh, you know, then we'd go into the, to the courtroom, you know, and, 
And I tell you, I was set on revenge. I was thinking about, okay, how am I going to jump across this counter? Yeah. Can I get to yeah. him, you know, before they get me? You know, I know I'm going to end up getting arrested. I mean, all kind of stuff just running through you, through your mind. And I'm telling you, Chris, I'm sitting in that courtroom and he walks out and, you know, he's 19 years old. He is now at the time of the trial. He was 19 when it started. He's now 22, 23 years old and uh, he's clean shaven. You know, when this happened, he had, you know, long, long dreads. You know, not a bad kid, not a bad kid, never really been in any trouble. He, he graduated high school. He was a running back in high school. He had football, you know, scholarship offers, to, you know, to play ball, uh, didn't have a father in his life, great mother, you know, didn't have to be out doing anything wrong, you know, just, just overall good kid. But I'm telling you, he walks out and I look at him and I loved him. I loved him immediately. It was no, Years later, I loved him. It was it was immediate. I could not explain it. I still can't explain it. You know, uh, in the beginning, they were they were talking, you know, death penalty and different things they were going to do, and mm-hmm. and and I didn't want that. I remember talking to the state, and I said, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't want him to die. And and they said, we love you, I We're going to get him. And I said, well, he's already got, you know, but, you know, if he have a family, you know, they could come visit him, you know. And and yeah. and, uh, and so I didn't want that. What I wasn't thinking about was three other families in that courtroom. You know, it was not just me. Uh, there was Jeffrey, one of my son's, you know, best best friend, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Hicks, you know, and Jeffrey was an only child, you know, yeah. so, so yeah. his family's in there. And then Gavin. Gavin Berry, that was the one they were visiting. And, you know, so his family in that courtroom. And then, of course, there's Decoria. So his family's in there. So that's three families plus mine. So you got four families. You got a lot of emotions. You got all kind of stuff going on in your, in your head. So it was it was tough. And, and everything I did, you know, uh, from forgiveness, I was hurting somebody. You know, uh, I was hurting my family and I didn't I didn't realize it, you know, and they were angry. And and I was asking God, you know, what's wrong with me? You know, what kind of father am I? You know, how, how can I love him? You know, he, he's killed my son, you know, and and what do I mean? I I forgive him. What do I mean? I love him. And I I could not help what was happening in here. Yeah. But the hurt part was I was hurting my family. You know, my children were upset. You know, my wife was upset, you know, and and, and I would literally go sit by myself and I'm asking God, you know, God, I'm hurting. I'm hurting everybody. You know, uh, if I ask not to get the death penalty, I'm hurting these other families, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, everything I do is it's wrong. You know what? You know, what is going on, you know, and I would literally, you know, and I, I tell people I never ask why I never, you know, blame God. I never said, God, why did you allow it to happen? The only why I had was why have I forgiven him? Why do I feel the way I feel? Why do I why do I love him? Why do I want to let him live? Why do I want to go up and hug him? 
you know, that was my only why, you know. Yeah. Oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm hurting all the people I love, you know, and 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 I don't even, I can't even explain it, you know. And uh, you know, as as time went on, and and I would go visit, uh, you know, and and my wife would say, "You dishonor our son. You dishonor, you dishonor him. You know, he doesn't deserve to, to breathe the air." And it and it broke my heart, right. you know, because right. you know I'm I'm going to visit him and i know it it's hurting her you know and, and she's the stepmom you know i can only imagine how his mother felt you know and 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 uh and all i could say was i'm i'm sorry you know and and i would go visit and 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 we would have you know a great relationship but before we got to that part you know he's he's found guilty uh Two counts of first degree murder, one count of attempted first degree murder. The, the third boy, the one they were visiting, he lived. And uh, so they let the families get up and speak, you know, one after the other. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm sitting there and, and you know, you, you know, Gavin's family get up and speak and Jeffrey's family. And one after the other, you know, I hate you. You know, I, I, you know, I want you dead. I, I want you to burn in hell, you know. I, I want to kill you, and 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 you have a young, a young man sitting there on that stand, and and everybody getting up, hate you, you know, yeah. and they screaming out, and he's sitting there with tears in his eyes, and I'm telling you, the more I, the more I looked at him, the more I loved him. The more they said I I hate you, the more I loved him. The more they said I want you to die, the more I wanted to to hug him. It was like I wanted to shield him you know, from all of this. And I couldn't, I couldn't even explain it. You know, I, yeah. I couldn't yeah. even explain it, you know, when I'm sitting there and, and, you know, some of the headlines, you know, as a, you know, a police officer's son was, was killed. So there's cameras in the, in the courtroom. And then, you know, I get up to, to speak. Mr. Hold on. Like before you, before you get to this part, let's take a quick break. Be right back guys. Are you ready to unlock your true potential? Introducing 30 Days to Unleash the Lion Within, a revolutionary series that will transform you into the leader God intends you to be. In just 30 days, you'll embark on a journey of self-discovery and growth. This free resource offers a series of messages, each packed with proven methods to simplify and apply God's word to your life. Inside this series, you'll find practical strategies to unleash your leadership potential you need to learn how to harness the power of God's wisdom and apply it to your everyday decisions. Discover how to lead with integrity, inspire others, and make a lasting impact. But this just isn't another series. It's a transformative experience that will help you find your purpose, ignite your passion, and unleash the lion within. So visit thelionwithin.us forward slash unleash to claim your free copy of this series. Don't wait any longer. Visit alignwithin.us forward slash unleash and become the leader God intends you to be. So I keep going. So you're, you're, you're getting up to the mic to speak. What, what did you I, say? I, I, I get up to the mic to speak and I, I tell him, I said, first of all, I want you to know that forgiveness was not even an issue. That's, that's done. You know, I said, unfortunately, man will be angry a long time. You know, but I say, as long as you make it right with God, you're all right. You know, you you ask forgiveness of him. 
he's going to forgive you. You do it from a sincere heart and you're good to go. You know, I said, but, but your choice landed us in the courtroom. Choices have consequences, whether good or bad. So, you know, we, that's why we're here today, you know, but I wanted him to know that, that I loved him. I wanted him to know that I would always be mindful and praying for him. And, uh, you know, I wished him well. And, uh, you know, the judge let me hug him. And that pretty much was, was it, you know, and then, uh, then he goes off to prison. Okay. And I'm not even sure where he, he went, you know, he goes off to prison and, you know, I think about him and, you know, a year passed and, you know, I, I would write letters and, and I'm like, ah, do I, do I mail it? You know, do he want to hear from me? You know, what do I really say? Right. You right. know, and, and, and it took around about, about three years before I finally got the courage. And, you know, I, I wrote a letter and I tried to encourage him with some scripture about Joseph and, and even in prison, how God, you know, blessed him and took care of him and, and, you know, promoted him and, and, you know, blessed him with favor. And so I yeah. shared those scriptures with him to let him know that it doesn't matter where you at, you know, God is with you, you know, and a lot of people say, yeah, well, they all get, get saved in prison, you know, but I don't care as long as you get it. I don't That's care right. where you're at, That's you right. know, and so that was all I wanted, you know, and, and so I, I'm writing this letter and at the end of the letter, I said, I need a favor from you. I said, I really miss my son, Ike Jr. And I say, but I'd like you to fill in for him till we all get to heaven, you know, and I say, if not, I, I understand. So I mailed the letter right quick before I kick it out again. You know, I, I mailed the letter and, and it takes about three weeks to a month and I get a response. And I'm literally at work I'm in my police car. I'm sitting on the corner of Kings Road and Myrtle Avenue. It's a it's an auto parts store there, and I'm sitting in there, and, and I'm looking at the letter on the seat, and I'm scared to open it because I don't know what it's going to say. You know, right. leave me alone, right. you know, curse me out. I don't, I don't know what to expect, but I, I sit there, and I open that letter, and that letter said, Dear Mr. Brown, I now know that God is real. He said, I told God that if you meant what you said in the courtroom, if you really forgave me if you really loved me i told god i wanted to hear from you mm. and i told mm. god that if i heard from you i would give my life to him but that right there just took my breath away you know now i'm i'm sitting in the car and you know tears are running down and and i'm trying to peep around to make sure nobody's looking at me you know i'm supposed to be the, the you know i'm the cop you know and here i'm sitting in the car just bawling right. <laughs> you know and uh it just was such a blessing, you know, to hear that, you know, and I was like, man, I should have mailed that first letter years ago. You know, I should have, I should have did this. I should have did that, you know, and, and he writes the most beautiful letter. He has the best handwriting in it. At the end of the letter, he says, Mr. Brown, you asked me for a favor. He said, you asked me if I could fill in for Ike Jr. He said, in no way am I qualified for what I've done, but if you have me, from this point on, you're my dad and I'm your son. And I tell you, uh, Chris, man, that that did it. When I tell you, uh, I mean, ugly, ugly crying, you know, I'm bawling, yeah. but they were all tears of joy. You know, I'm so grateful to God. I'm praising God in that car. And, and uh, it was just beautiful. And that was the that was the, the first letter, you know, and, 
And when I wrote again, this one, you could see the sincerity in it. You know, when I, I wrote the second letter and I said, hey, do you need anything? You know, I don't know. You know, can I send something? And do you need money? Or what do I do? What can I do? And when he responded back, he was so excited to, to get a letter back. And he said, uh, he said, I don't need anything. He said, I don't need money. I just need you to not stop loving me. And I tell you that that did it. You know, now I'm bawling again. I don't know what is going on in my life, but man, I'm crying over on commercials now. I don't even know what's happening. You know, it is, anything gets me all emotional. I'm like, what is going on with me? You know, but I'm, yeah. I'm bawling again, you know, and you know, most people, especially in prison, you know, yeah, send me some money, send me some money, you know, and he's like, right. all I need is you to not stop loving me. And you know, from, from that day to this one, I've not stopped loving him. You know, we, we communicate, we, we visit, we, you know, we fellowship. He's big, like I say, football fan. Unfortunately, you know, he's a cowboy fan, you know, and, and uh, so we have a good time with that, you know, with, with, with the sports. And of course, I'm here in Jacksonville, so I'm a Jaguar, win or lose, you know, we, we, we going for it, you know, so we have a good time, you know, talking sports and, and uh, we talk of God's love and, and his blessing, you know, and, and uh, it's just been, it's just been a beautiful, a beautiful relationship. And I tell people the miracle is not with me. The miracle is my wife, you know, my wife, you know, that, that first video we did, I don't know how it made it way to Kansas city, but a man in Kansas city saw that video and they were having a weekend of forgiveness and remembrance in Kansas city. And he found me here in Jacksonville and invited me and the wife up to speak for that weekend. And, uh, man, we went to Kansas city. I'd never been to Kansas city and we stepped off of that plane and they were waiting. And our first stop was the Kansas city Royals major league baseball park. And we pull up to the park and, and the president, the GM, and they're all standing there and they got all, you know, duffel bags of Kansas City, you know, you know, sweatshirts, baseball, all you hats, you name it. They they welcomed us there. We enjoyed a game in Kansas City. If you would have told me I'd have been standing at about five that evening on the on the mound of the Kansas City Royals baseball team, I never would have believed it, you know. But there I was, you know, I have the, I tell people I have the pictures to prove it, you know, I was there. We we enjoyed that game. It was uh it was just wonderful, you know, and they and that whole weekend, I spoke at, at a couple of different venues. And uh, one of the venues, when I finished speaking, and a lot of the mothers, they were gathered. A lot of the people there had lost a loved one to violence or lost a child to, to violence. And I saw my wife uh, in the corner holding hands with a group of mothers, leading them in prayer. And I'm kind of standing there, and I'm looking, and I'm like, wow, look what God did. That was that was the the woman who said you dishonored your son. That was the woman who said he don't deserve to breathe the, the air we breathe. You know, that was the woman who said, you know, you're an embarrassment. You know, what's wrong with you? You know, how could you hurt us like this? You know, and I'm looking at what God did. And I was just so blown away because I never I never preached to her. You know, you have to heal in your own way. In your own time, you know, when you lost a loved one, you know, so I never 
you know, like preach forgiveness to her. Or the Bible says this, that you, you have to deal with that, you and God, you know, and, and, and I like the, the Bible say his word will never come back void. It's going to do what it set out to do, you know, right. and, and over time, you know, over the years, he slowly, you know, touched the heart and he changed that heart, you know, and I saw it, you know, I saw it, you know, and now, you know, if I go to visit, it's, it's tell him hello, you know, yeah. uh, you know, do he need anything? Did you do? Put a little something in the account, you know. It is. It's just funny now, you know. And I, you know, and I, and to myself, you know, I just smile and I'm like, wow, you know, look what, look what God did. Now that was the, that was the miracle because mm-hmm. for, for a while there, I thought, I, I didn't think we would celebrate yesterday, which was our 31st wedding anniversary. You know, it was, it was, it was ugly. <laughs> you know, it was, it was ugly there. You know, but I thank God that, that I stayed in His Word. And I thank God that he was doing something in me that I didn't even know was going on. Uh, and I thank God that the word is the word, you know, and I, I see how it, it changed the, the heart, you know, the word. So he has the heart of the king in his hand, you know, and, and he has our heart in his hand. And if you just allow him, you know, he will he will he will work it out, you know, and, yeah. and, and yeah. so. And I tell you, it's been a been an awesome blessing, awesome blessing. Well, I mean, just that that story, that testimony, I, I don't have words for. I am curious, just to make sure I get the facts right. You were it was three years. So when when he killed your son, he was nineteen. Was it three years before you saw him? Uh, or the first, uh, I, I would, I, I I saw a couple of three minute. You know, if he came to the courtroom, you know, he never spoke. He literally right. would walk outside in front of the podium. They'd pass it and they'd, they'd take him right back. Okay. You know, I mean, he was never he was never there, you know, no more than five, five minutes. You know, it was just hearings. And a lot of those hearings, the attorney would show up, yeah. you know, and he would just he would just stand in. You know, judge, we'd, we'd like a continuance. You know, right. we need more more time. And so it was a lot of that. And. You know, but when I looked at him, you know, it was like he was like he looked like my boy. You know, he was yeah. just bigger. He was he was a bigger version. You know, he just and, and and you know, I just I just loved him. You know, I I I never had those feelings. I never, you know, and I'm you know, I'm like I'm supposed to I'm supposed to, to hurt him. I'm supposed to want to hurt him. You know, and and uh, yeah. and I would talk to you know different ones, and and you know they like man, which you know. You know, I don't, I don't know how you can do that. And and I would joke with him, you know, as the years went on. And I said, well, I say the truth is, I say I'm about five three, five four if I wear my boots. I say he's about six feet, two hundred sixty five pounds worth of solid muscle. I say I don't know if I could have took him. Right. <laughs> you know, I say, I say I don't, I don't know if he'd even felt me around his neck. You know, and we, you know, we laugh about about that. You know, but he's always just been a humble kid and and you know I, I, I during my our conversation and I'd reach out and visit you know I say hey you know I'm I'm talking to the the football team at, at this high school or that high school I'm speaking somewhere and I say hey what what do you want me to tell them you know yeah. and he would he would you know write letters or he would tell me you know what to, what to tell them you know that 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 what prison is really like you know right. and, and 
And I tell you what, it's one thing to hear me, but when you hear his words, you know, and I would speak to the, the varsity football team and, and, and he would tell them, you know, if you decide you no longer want to obey your parents, if you decide you no longer want to obey the law, he says, if you insist on coming in here with me, he said, I want you to know every day I'm told when to eat, I'm told when to sleep, I'm told if I can go outside. He said, imagine listening to officers younger than me tell me what to do. Right. He said, imagine using the bathroom and needing tissue. If the officer's in a bad mood, you don't get no tissue. You know. Right. He said, this is what it's really like. He said, you know, I'll never get to drive that car again. I'll never get to, you know, walk down that aisle. And, and you know, those are the things that, that I don't. I don't get any more, you know, and uh, and so he they hear him, you know, when he speak, you know, those those words, you know, and, and he says, I know you think you're you're down with the boys and you, you're keeping it real. He said, because it was two more boys with him. They stayed outside. Yeah. He said, I want you to know none of my boys have ever come to see me. Yeah. Written yeah. me a letter or sent me a dollar for a snack. He said, my boy testified against me. And they did, you know, they were locked up until the trial. Yeah. And when they got on that stand, they was like, yeah, he did it. And, you know, he ran back to the car and, and we didn't know he had a gun. And, you know, he told us what he did. And I, I could see him sitting there listening to his boys, mm. you know, my ride or die, you know, and they're like, and I tell you, they, they gave their testimony and they walked right out that front door with me. Yeah. You know, and he tells them, you know, he says, you know, when you're in that courtroom, it's no longer ride or die together for life. It's everybody for themselves. You know, right. he, he lets them know. So he said, be mindful of who you call your friend. Be mindful of who you, you're hanging around with. You know, if you got a friend and you know he's doing something wrong, separate from him. You know, cut that relationship off. You know, I mean, he he gives a powerful, a powerful message, you know. And just, just recently, the last video we did, and we have a, a section where I just ask some questions and he, he would share. And, and one of the last things he said, he said, when I, when I first arrived here, my name was Takoya Kreiner. Mm-hmm. And he said, now I'm only known as inmate J5892. You know, mm-hmm. you lose your identity in here. I'm known as a number. You know, I, I have no name. I'm inmate, you know, and those are, are very powerful words. You know, he let them know that, that this is real. And even with Christ, and even as big as he is, uh, every day your back is against the wall. I mean, him and his cellmates, you know, they have been jumped. He has been stabbed. He has been, and you don't get the 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 treatment like you would get, you right. know, at home. And you know the, the you know he say yeah the, the guards are coming, but they're not running, you know, to save you. You know, this is this is kind of like what you get for being in here. You know, this is. This right. is real life. So, you know, and, and he said, if I can just reach one, you know, I'm coming in here. He said, I'm so tired of seeing young men under the age of 20 coming in here with me with life sentences, you know, and, and a lot of them are not half his size. So yeah. he knows what the outcome is going to be. You know, he's seen them take their life. He's held some of them up after they wrap the sheet around their neck and he's screaming for the guards to come get them so he's holding them up so they don't you know take their life you know but he says sometime in the the middle of the night you're him scream i guess it hits him that you know this is it and he says you know he he says i have a release date my release date is is 
9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
So what message would you give the, the men that are listening right now who may be struggling with something that, that, you know, somebody's taken something from them. Maybe they've lost a child. Maybe they've lost jobs, been, been hurt in their career. Maybe they've lost finance, you know, business deals go wrong, right? You get stabbed in the back and you have choices in all these situations. What, just what would you, what would you offer? What, what would your advice be there? Because you had an ultimate choice to make and you were obedient to the spirit. You know, I would, I would say, you know, I said, you know, one of my my favorite scriptures is, is you know, the, the Bible tells us, Jesus told us that in this life, we were going to have trouble. He, he told us, he told us we, it was going to be some bad days. You know, he let us know that straight up. And that that came from, you know, being in that word, studying that word. He said, I'm, I'm telling you all this now. So when it happened, you won't you won't be surprised. You right. know, he, you know he, he tells us that in the word. And so. You know, I had that in me. I didn't know it was in me, but it was it was it was in me. And I don't know if I had much of a choice because it was like instant. Right. You know, it was it was instant for me. But I did know that I couldn't live my life uh, in unforgiveness. I couldn't live my life being angry with you for something you've done. I, I refuse to live like that. And and I made up my mind from the beginning. I'm not going to live like that. I know the others are are angry. I know they're hurting. I know I'm hurting them. But I knew what was in here. And so, you know, the choice was the choice was immediate. The choice was instant that I'm going to do my best to to live according to the word and to trust God. And I would say to to anybody out there that, that's struggling with anything to to trust God no matter what. I know it looks bad, you know. I know you messed up, you know. I know the marriage didn't work out, you know. Right. But it's all right. You know, you can you can take it to God. So I encourage them to think uh as we say to the youth before you act. You know, a lot of times, you know, it's like that it's like that email. Once you hit send, it's gone. You know, you can't yeah. you can't reach back and, and undo it. So, you know, I I encourage others before they make that choice to, to just take a minute, uh, breathe and really talk to God and trust him. And and the, the best thing was when I really established a relationship, you know, because I was I was broken. You know, the Bible says the Holy Spirit. Sometime when we don't know what to say, you know, it'll fill in for us. That's it. And, you know, and there were some days I didn't know how to pray. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. what really to, 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 to say to God, but I would just sit there and meditate. And I knew the Holy Spirit was communicating for me on my behalf. And I could, I could feel it in here. You know, it's like I felt his, his presence. I knew he was. He was there, you know, and I would have a, a calmness, you know, because uh, sometimes we act real fast. And, mm-hmm. and I learned even even being in law enforcement, you know, you you have to decide, you know, I'm I'm the police, but I still have to make the right choice. You mm-hmm. know, and so you have to you have to think before you act, you know. And so I, I would encourage those that's, that's struggling to to really get in that word and to really trust God. Like I said in the beginning, it's one thing, you know, we say we trust him and, and you know, we, we talk good, but when trouble come, how do you, 
how do you respond? And so the, the, the only thing I could say to others out there, it all came down and it all comes down to, to do you really believe the word of God? Do you really believe that it would do what it say? Do you really believe that that Holy Spirit is there for us? It's a gift. It's free. That it will comfort you. It will guide you. Uh, you know, I pray for wisdom. Uh, I tell people I don't speak. I don't speak good English. I don't have a fancy prayer. Uh, I don't use big words. That's the beauty of, of going to God. It's just simply me and him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's God help me. You know, uh, Peter yeah. cried out, Lord, save me. That was that was prayer. <laughs> you know, it wasn't nothing fancy about it. It was Lord save me. You know, as he began to as he began to sink, you know, Jesus, you know, called Lazarus. Our Lazarus come forth. That was prayer. You know, it was it's so so it, it's simple, you know, it's it's uh but you have to believe that that he will do what he said he would do, you know. So when it comes down to choices, consequences, you know, think a minute. Uh sometime you have to walk away. Yeah. You know, don't think every day is, is good for me. Don't think, you know, after 31 years, it's been a bed of roses. Most of them have, but, but there have been days, but I've learned to, to go sit in my garage. Right, <laughs> right. It just kind of pedal around a little bit out there. I, I love yard work. I'll, I'll go outside and start pedaling in the yard or, or planting flowers or something, you know, and, and I tell you a, a calmness and a peace will, will come over you as I begin to to, you know, talk to God and, yeah. and you know, yeah. really, really trust his word, you know. So in, in that sense, I just encourage others that are, that are struggling in that area to, to really trust God, to really talk to him. Uh, it's, it's a simple prayer. It's, it's that relationship, you know. Yes. It's a conversation, you know. Just have a conversation with him, you know, and, and you can be by yourself and you can say it within yourself or, if you're in the yard, you can you can talk out loud. It's just you and him, <laughs> you right. know. And and and, uh, and that's that's the beauty of of prayer. I can pray it out loud. I can pray it within myself. You cannot, no matter what you do, stop me from from praying, you know. And that that's just the beauty of God. I love it. And I think one thing too, just for you guys listening out there, don't forget the timing. You know, it's God's timing. It's not ours. If you look at you know Ike, your story. <laughs> There was that three-year period in the trial, and then there was an additional three years, you know, getting that letter and sending that. So there, time, sometimes we try to force forgiveness or we try to force these things. And you know what? God's timing is perfect. He's just never early. So we just need yeah. to make sure that we understand God's timing in this. And, and if you're struggling with something right now, you know what? Just keep praying your way through it. Because, I mean, it's not like you know, your son died the, the night before and the next day you you were loving him. I mean, it took some time. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just takes time. We don't want to glaze over that portion of this either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took it took time for my wife. You know, yeah. uh, in the the first video, my daughter uh, Ebony is in it. But prior to that, I hadn't spoken to her in in years. I hadn't seen the the grandkids. That relationship was so broken that it wasn't even a prayer. I didn't mm-hmm. even ask God to. Can you fix it? I just figured that's that's done. You know, I've hurt them. I messed up. Uh, I was never going to hear from her again. I was never going to see those grandkids. And I would say maybe a month before we did that first video, I received a text from her. 
that said, hello, sir, your grandkids would like to meet you. They've only seen pictures. And I tell you, that did it. Man, I was I was blown away. I was so excited. And the man told my wife, and she said, well, have you invited her over? And I said, not yet. I wanted to show you the text. You know, so we, we invited her over. She was only a few miles from me. Yeah. Uh, got to see the, the grandkids. And I tell you, it was just a, a joy to, to, to call me grandpa. And, uh, man, I tell you, we, we had pizza and, and, and drinks, and, and we just laughed and talked, and we took pictures. And, and from that day to this one, it's been an absolute blessing. She recently moved to Atlanta, but I, I told her we were doing a video, and I said, you know, if you would like to be in it, you know, you could. Yeah. And I said, but I want you to be you. If you're angry, be angry. You know, right. If you're mad, be mad. I want I want you in there. I want the real you. And she said, uh, she said, I'm not angry, Dad, and and I forgive him. I just want to know why. And I said, Well, I never asked why. I said, Never. It never mattered to me. Uh, it was nothing I needed to know. Uh, what had happened had happened, and and I was able to move past that, you know, immediately. And she said, Well, if you don't need to know why, then I don't need to know why you know and it was absolutely uh beautiful you know she was able to be in the video she's you know spoke about her brother it was just those two and uh it's just been absolutely absolutely amazing you know and and uh you know to see my wife you know she would go and pick the kids up sometime from school and we would do stuff and when i look at it you know if i'm i'm at the house and they come i walk in and you know they run and greet me with a hug and and all I do is I look toward heaven and, and I don't even have words, you know, to see what to see what God is, has done, you know. And, and you know, if you just allow him to to, to be God, you know, because like I said, that wasn't even a, a prayer. I figured, you know, I, I blew that, you know, and 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 I just let it let it go. I, I, yeah. I Like I said, I never even prayed for God to fix it. But, you know. And not only do he give us our needs, he, he give us our wants sometimes. He give us, you know, things sometimes, you know, to, to, to bless us. And that truly was one of the highlights, you know, to have my daughter come and see the kids and, and yeah. uh, just yeah. been a joy. You know, I hate to move to Atlanta, you know, because I don't get to see them as much now. But. Well, I understand. But I mean, like you said, God, he wants us to have that life and have it abundantly, that John 10, 10 life. So you know, oh. like, this has been. What an incredible story. Before I let you go, I love to do a lightning round with you. I have a couple questions. It's like a quick fire. We call it feeding time at the Lion Within Us. Are you willing to, to play along with us here? Let's go for it. All right, let's have a little fun here at the end. So what's, what's your what's your favorite hobby, Hype? My favorite hobby, uh, I'm telling you, uh, I like to run and work out. Okay. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm going to have to, when I come to Jacksonville, we're gonna to have to hit a run together and have some, have some, have some, and do we that. Got to do it. I have a running group of men, and it is fantastic. Love it, love it. So after you finish that run, what's your favorite food? My favorite food is my wife's macaroni and cheese. Oh man! All right, so I that's can't cool. be touched. Yeah, <laughs> two things on the list. We're gonna we're gonna do a run, and then we gotta hit some mac and cheese afterwards. Okay, so, you got uh, it. You got it. That sounds good. So, hey, when you think about God, I know we talked a lot about God and His sovereignty in the conversation today. What's your What's your favorite thing? What jumps out as your favorite thing about Him? My favorite thing about Him is He never leaves me. 
He is always there. And I really believe that now. I believe I can call on him. I believe he hears me. I believe he's he's ever present. You know, I love uh, it. He, I believe that. Nobody can make me doubt it. Amen. Now let's flip it. What's your least favorite thing about Satan? Man, I tell you, he just always messing with you. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't stand him. You know, I but know. I read the end of the book, and I tell you, uh, he's going to get his reward. You know, but mm-hmm. that, that, that's it. He just, you know, I hate the fact he's he's. He's always roaming around to see who he can mess with. You know, that's why we have to keep our guard up. I know it. I know it. Now, how about uh, any new habits, Ike, that you've started? Anything you started recently or new habit or something that you think would uh, you've enjoyed? Could be a health habit or eating habit or just anything in general. Well, I haven't started anything, but I've been thinking about starting a thing. You know, I need to eat a little better. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm a I'm a sweet tea Coke Zero guy. Okay. Uh, I love me some sugar, and health wise, I know I kind of need to change that a little bit. So uh, uh, that's that that's my next challenge right there. That's okay. Gonna, that's right. gonna that's gonna be it. But I never <laughs> do a New Year's resolution. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, the last question for you in our in our, our feeding time round, I. You know, the guys that are listening right now, you know, we have a lot of listeners who I'm sure they're dealing with with, with some struggles in life. You know, what's one thing you hope they remember from our conversation today? Remember that whatever you're going through, it will pass. Don't let it consume you. Uh, Remember the word. You know, we're not exempt. You know, the suffering we're going through is nothing compared to what, you know, Christ suffered. You know, for us, uh, he's given us this gift of, of salvation. He's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, ask him into your life. Believe and receive that Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, it is a comforter. It it will be there. You know, Christ is our mediator. You know, he goes straight to the Father, you know, on our behalf. You know, and I, I trust that. I tell you to really trust the word and to study that word and studying can just be by starting to read you know read get in that word and and read that word of course you know my pastor pastor jovi i encourage you to go on the the 1122 website catch some of those sermons you know catch some of those past sermons look through the look through all the the box and and you'll find the one that you need for that moment you know and i tell you he really delivers that word you know, that you can understand it. Uh, I promise you it will be a blessing to you. And uh, you can also tune him to him live. You know, it's just, just a beautiful thing. And, and that's what keeps me grounded in the word. Amen. Like, well, I mean, this has been phenomenal. Where, you mentioned the videos and stuff. Is there anywhere you like to point people to learn more about you or your story or your testimony or the things that you're doing with your ministry? Uh, actually, you can, you know, on the church website, Church 1122, they have uh, both videos. Uh, you can actually actually Google Google my name, Google Ike Brown, uh, okay. Ike Brown story, and quite a bit of stuff will, will pop up, you know, to kind of let you know who I am and, and where I come from and, and how long I've been in law enforcement. You know, I've been very fortunate and uh, 
you know, very blessed. Uh, I would like to say my daughter, you know, we started the Isaac E. Brown Foundation, you know, the scholarships for, yeah. for, for youth. You know, we tried to, uh, you know, encourage and help out a little bit with, with the little funds for those going off to college. So uh, feel free to okay. look at the Isaac E. Brown uh, Junior Foundation and, and uh, you know, if you feel led to, to, to give in that area, you know, do so. But, you know, just the, the main thing is to trust, uh, to believe, and to live for Christ. You know, I live my life now so I can live again. You Amen. know, and uh, it's definitely going to be worth it. Amen. And we'll make sure we get links for, for those, uh, the video as well as the foundation for you guys out there listening. So check out the show notes. We'll try to have links in there for you guys to so go straight to that stuff. But, Ike, this has been an honor. I've been looking forward to this conversation. I knew it was going to be emotional, but right. I just your your energy, your, your your joy for the Lord, it came through. So I just thank you for for being so open, honest, and transparent with us here today on the line with us. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Every man needs to have a bunch of it is written in their life. When the attacks come. You better be ready to help you get started. I want to give you a free guide to get 10 scriptures that will have you ready to fight like a lion. Along with the guide, there are a series of messages designed to come alongside you during your mission of committing these verses to memory. So get started by visiting thelionwithin.us. That's thelionwithin.us and unlock your free guide to fight like a lion. All right, guys. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Well, Sergeant Ike, he is a, just a phenomenal man. I, I, I really, truly enjoyed every minute I got to spend with him. And the question I want you to think about going into this after this conversation with, with Ike is how do you love your enemies? You know, what does that look like for you? Can you, you, can you love them the way Ike did? I will tell you straight up, this is a hard one for me because if I think through that and think through that my, my daughter's here, my son, somebody were to take them out like that. Man, I just don't know. Cause I, like I, I, I mentioned vengeance and most people want justice and it, it would be hard to get past that. And if by yourself, you can't. He shows you right there what is possible when you let the Holy Spirit do the guiding, do the directing and you're obedient to it. So if you know someone who's, who's uh, maybe struggling, who's had a, a setback or some loss, this is a conversation you probably want to share. You know, not that it's going to make their, their hurt any less, but they, there may be something in the words that Ike said that will just be comforting to them. So take that time, take that opportunity, send that out to them. Okay. If you can give us a rating and review, that helps. If you would just go to our website, uh, thelionwithin.us, we have lots of resources there for you guys. Lots of resources. Check out the 30 days to unleash the lion within. That's a great way to get started. Maybe you want to join our community. We have tons of way to help you guys. But I'm telling you, if you're dealing with, with something and you're struggling with forgiveness, conversations like this matter. They're important. You just don't need to sweep them under a rug. You need to listen and see how, how the Holy Spirit, can, what he's going to say to you and your situation as you move forward. All right, fellas, so get after it. Come back for our fun Friday. We're going to have a lot of, of good tips for you that you can hopefully start applying and, and, and make that big impact in your leadership skills. But other than that, you just keep being obedient to the Spirit. You keep listening to Romans 8, 8 18 and what that promise that we have right there. And then, fellas, keep unleashing the lion within. <laughs>